Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon and welcome to Capital Roundup. I'm State Representative Nick Sarwas, joined, as always, by State Senator Dan Schoen. Dan. Kind of glad you're back. I got a little lonely last week. Right? I'm glad I'm back, too. I was out of out of town for the weekend for a wedding. Our buddy Brian McDaniel. I listened gets... on the flight back. He held his own. He, he You know, he, he does all right. He does he all right. happy with you. Like for a Republican it. hack, he's not so bad. Oh, okay. Oh, be nice to, be nice to not funny, Brian. Um, oh, 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 oh. Well, it's, it's his nickname on the show. Um, Dan, are those bags under your eyes? You know, I uh, I did not get the eye lift cream out this morning. Normally, I, I try to I try to make myself a little more presentable. Uh, we have been operating. See, I would expect that the House members uh, would be the tired looking ones, but for some reason. The Minnesota Senate has been operating under uh, the ways of the past, and I don't know if that's some—I might have to check in with some uh, a certain staff member from the House that came over to the Senate to work with the House Geo, or the Senate GOP majority. <laughs> Dan, if you're listening, have a little discussion about how we're, we're managing the calendar here. We're, we're not the House. We're the Senate. I tell you what, you went over to the Senate expecting those sweet Senate banker hours— and uh, you're not getting it. No, I. You know the if you're a, if you're a, a capital watcher, you know that the all the senator male senators have to wear coats and ties, uh, went in order to get on the on the Senate floor. And because you're classy, like because because we're classy like that, and that's been uh, historical. And I started asking questions when we approached about eleven thirty p.m. the other night and went till three in the morning. If someone could tell me which rule number that was, so I could get up, make a motion. To suspend the rules for coats and ties, because if we're going to operate like the house, well, maybe we should dress like the house. You know, it's it's shenanigans like that that maybe made you go till three in the morning. That could be. That could be. Ah, <sighs> well, we in the house have been putting in a lot of hours, but mainly during the daylight. It's a it's a new change over there. No, it's doing it's, things in the light of day in the house. It's going well, that's new. It's going well. Hey, speaking of sunshine optimism, hope, and bright light. The Minnesota House passes a $1.35 billion tax cut Thursday for Social Security recipients, business property owners, farmers, residents with school loans, parents, first-time homebuyers, heirs, smokers, and a host of other groups. Mainly the rich, but that's fine. No. Come on I, now. We're talking about child tax credits. Good stuff. We're talking about the Social Security. Good stuff. Uh, uh, tax cut for Social Security income. You put a means test earners. in there? Or it's millionaires we, on Social Security no, get uh, get the no, tax cut too? No, they don't. You be nice. You promise? You be nice, Dan. You promise? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But you voted for it. It's a, you know what? We should not be taxing people on Social Security income. 
It's the right thing to do to get rid of that tax, and you know it. If they've got millions in investments coming in and, and they can afford their tax on their Social Security, we should be they've, we should be focused on those folks already who are uh, uh, living on the edge of society's means and need that Social Security. Those are the people that shouldn't be paying the tax. Because Speaker Kurt Doubt's quote, Minnesotans, right, that's fine. Minnesotans got left behind. They're the ones who created this surplus referring to the $1.65 billion surplus lawmakers have at their disposal to craft a two-year budget. Quote, we want to make sure that Minnesotans share in the prosperity, and we think it's best, the best thing we can do with the money being provided uh, for us is to reinvest back in Minnesotans. And you know what? It's a great idea. I'm just not sure that this is the way to do it all. He's right. We have paid $1.65 billion dollars too much in taxes let's drop taxes for all minnesotans that's what the house tax bill does. well i love the uh the idea that you're saying it's for all minnesotans and you know you you say that you're going to lower the the income tax on the lowest number of which a majority don't even pay taxes but then the rich still uh, get that benefit. So, you know, I think what's a, a good the, idea here is we make sure that we that. have a we have a means test issue uh, on some of these issues because you're like bringing the light of day. Well, we're going to need to do everything in the light of day because you're not going to be able to keep the lights on. Okay. To be clear, Dan Schoen, who didn't want any means tests for the 25% discount on your insurance premiums, now wants to do means tests for our senior citizens who are just trying to hold on to their Social Security. Yeah, I don't think millionaire millionaire senior citizens are doing just fine. But my neighbors that are relying on that Social Security income, that extra 200 bucks a, a month or a year, that means something. You know, Greg Davids, our tax chairman in the House, said it best. He said, quote, I consider the estate tax an evil tax. You've already been taxed on this, and now you're dead, and they want to tax you again. That's not very Minnesota nice. Yeah. Amen. Like when you get to $5 million Amen in a to state. Davids. Oh. Amen to Greg Davids, who's just trying to protect the, rich. the family farms. Oh. You know, that's that's a great line, but I'll tell you something. You're missing out on this issue. See, family farms actually already have great amounts of protection in this particular issue. This is about folks with, like, the Fabergé egg or the piece of art on the counter. This isn't farmland and egg property. No, now, there's is, issues that, that can come up in there. We can have discussions about that. No, you're, you're, prote- you're protecting. Yeah, you're, you're championing. <laughs> oh, wow, this is, this is rich, and no pun intended. But, man, champions of the rich. I mean, I've got this Fabergé egg on my on my counter uh, on Lake Minnetonka, right? I'm going to start talking like I'm from the Iron Range, you know. Oh, boy. What are you people doing to us? i tell you what. I'll tell you what, Dan. We have a stellar tax bill. For the rich. That just sailed out of the Minnesota house. Forget I can't the kids wait. in the schools. I can't wait for you just to adopt. Property taxes are going to go up because no. we're going to have to vote for levy referendums to fund the schools, no. but that's all right. That is not Here accurate. we go again. There is one There is one vote in the state legislature that we can take to lower property taxes, and that is to lower the one portion of property taxes 
we have control over, and that's the commercial industrial property. Well, let me tell you about you and know property. Bill, pe- this is about people having to vote that. themselves property tax increases in their own communities to fund their governments, that to is fund not true. schools. Schools, resp- <laughs> it most certainly is true. That is absolutely If true. the state legislature keeps up with its end of the bargain, which is constitutional, to fund education, then just, my neighbors who are 84 years old don't have to panic about the next levy referendum to keep the lights on in the schools. You just wait and see this tax, this uh, education bill out of the house. Oh, yeah, I can't it's gonna wait. It's going to blow your mind. Oh, I bet it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, my, my superintendents it's, are already you know calling in a panic. You know because it has reform, Stan. You can't just throw money after money after money. Vouchers with aren't reforms. Zero results. Vouchers aren't we reforms. Have reforms. Oh. You have to reform the system. Yeah. Every expert in education agrees with that. Your reform is forget about uh, forget about union contracts. Forget about teachers. Fire them whenever you want to. Oh, oh, make what? it. Hey, you, so looking at have actual, admin, have admin actual performance. They can do that now, but you don't support no, that. No, it's all on. Have you been here long enough? Have you checked the box? No, well, no, no, no. Sorry. You're, That's good you talking points. Great talking points years. for the war on teachers. So you need to stay. Good talking That's points. Why that. do you hate teachers so much? We'll be right back. <laughs> This. With more Capital Roundup, I'm State Representative Nick Sirwas, that state senator Dan Show. Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5. Welcome back to Capital Roundup. This is Senator Dan Schoen with Representative Nick Sirwas. Nick, this is always one I kind of want to hear you sing, but I know it'll be painful. Well, you know, I don't sing because I was a small child riding in the back of my parents' car. Um, Billy Jean was on. Good song. And, uh, well, I thought so, too. And I was singing. Were your mom and dad there? They were driving. Oh, what mom say? Dad was driving. Mom was in the passenger seat. I was singing along. Billy Jean, not my, you know. Don't make us lose listeners. And uh, the radio kept getting louder and louder and louder. And so I kept singing. Usually parents do that when their kids are like cranky and screaming. So I kept singing Because they I can't stand what they're hearing. And louder. Well, no. finally my, no. mom, my mom turned the radio no. all the way down and said, Honey, God gave you so many gifts. No. Oh, ouch. But but not not singing. Oh, that's, Mother Zerwas. That's not one of them. This is, uh, I'm going to call her up later and tell her she so, was yeah. right. She was, oh, trust me, she was, she was right. But it, it wounded me, Dan. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, that's the piece that made you the way you are? <laughs> so, I definitely got to talk her because she, she so took jaded. a little bit of your soul. That's why I'm so jaded. Oh, no. Well, Nick, you know, the weather is nice outside. It's warming up. And it's warming up at the Capitol. And, you know, uh, the other night, and I know I talked to Representative Paul Thiessen about this as well, uh, but our congressional leaders managed to, and, I'm, uh, and I am absolutely going to editorialize this to the utmost. Because it's not accurate. They sold out our privacy. That's not even an accurate. To the highest bidder. That is such a distortion. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No of what the federal bill did, it's pathetic. What they did was pathetic. <laughs> Any step, let, let's the re, in in bigger terms. This is uh, Here, step back and give some context. Well, uh, yeah, let's give some context and then we'll beat it up. So, the uh, the United States Congress passed some provisions dealing with um, what can be done with some of your ISP information. It provides some latitude to some ISP hosts. But to say that they're going to sell your search history or sell your personal information is not an accurate statement of what that vote was. Sure seems like that's what is happening and would be able to happen because now folks are like, well, I'm going to buy it. So uh, I, uh, I don't know that when I started that I was quite as nervous about our privacy with well, Anybody Dan, really? You should be nervous about your internet history. Well, I've ridden in the car with you, so I uh, I think we, you should. <laughs> no, you should. We should all. Yeah. I really think everybody should be. We had an incident where uh, a local Minnesota Police Department was able to get a search warrant for a. I'm just I'm just saying I'm talking privacy in general, Nick. But and I don't have an issue with that case, though, Dan. I I, I have some I have some difficulty. Uh, and I, and it was a uh, very narrow instance on a narrow date. I, I get, I get that. I know, but I there is just this, and I'm, I'm, I'm I understand that portion. I just think we we really got to be careful for the idea that you could go in and get a search warrant and uh, for an entire city to see who searched for someone's name. And I mean, just on that context in general. There might be more detail to it. I think we have to be careful. I also think that we get nervous about government data and yes. surveillance and whatnot. Yes. And any incursion into our privacy from private companies or uh, the government, I, I'm getting more and more nervous the longer I'm at the legislature about this issue. So this story by David Montgomery from the Pioneer Press, in a surprise move, the Minnesota Senate on Wednesday voted to bar Internet service providers from selling their users personal data without express written consent. The move was a reaction to a Tuesday vote in Congress to lift a ban on that practice imposed in 2016 by the FCC. Senator Ron Latz, a DFL member from St. Louis Park, offered the amendment onto the Senate's Economic Development Budget Bill, saying it was urgently needed to protect Minnesota's privacy after the congressional vote. Latz's amendment was challenged under Senate rules on grounds that it would impose a cost on the state agency and thus needed to go through a committee rather than be added on the floor. Such challenges are usually routine party-line affairs, but Republicans have just a one-vote majority in the Senate, and nothing is routine. Uh, when any lawmaker is the swing vote. Dan, I wasn't there to watch how this played out. Give us a bit of a play-by-play. 
Well, Senator Dave Osmick ra- uh, raised the challenge that uh, this shouldn't uh, be added because it would add costs, and we really don't even have that information to be true. And quite frankly, uh, if we had had time and uh, the dates on our uh, committee deadlines were of normal time, we'd still have time to deal with this. This story just came out uh, the same week we did this, and many of us were alarmed. I shared this story on my uh, Facebook page, and it's been shared almost 80 times from my Facebook page, and and almost 10,000 people have viewed it. Uh, This is a big, big story. And there was a challenge. uh, uh, Thankfully, Senator Warren Limmer, and I'm not sure if somebody else stood up and challenged the ruling of the chair uh, that this actually should be germane because it wasn't going to cost. And he got up as the chair of the Public Safety Judiciary Civil Law Committee in the Senate and said, this fits within the guidelines of what it would cost. Quote, we should be outraged at the invasion that's being allowed on our most intimate means of communication, said Senator Limmer, a long-standing privacy advocate. This is an amendment that so urgently needs to be addressed. No, and that is true. I uh, I was absolutely surprised that that challenge was made uh, rather than recognizing this is fixable here uh, and it's doable. So once the amendment was voted on, the vote was 66 to 1, with the lone critic being Senator Osmick. So does Senator Osmick think that your Internet service provider should be able to sell your private information? Yeah, I, I won't. I, I didn't have a conversation with Senator Osmick why he stood alone on that particular issue. I will say that there during the uh, discussion on the ruling of the chair, there were folks that supported the ruling of the chair that got up and wanted this to be added. Yeah. And it's pretty common where folks uh, just stand with the chair because, like, you don't rule against your chair. I mean, that's kind of an etiquette thing. That, that is more prevalent in the House of Representatives right. than it is in the Senate. And the Senate's been done a better job of parliamentary procedure of saying what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Um, we're, we're seeing a little—we're getting a little loosey-goosey with that this year for some reason. And uh, But uh, we, we made it happen. Uh, this— uh, this was just this just made people nervous. What happened in Washington D.C. Because this is, and I always say this is Senator Tory Westrom from uh, Elbow Lake area. Well, uh, this is the the Campbell's nose under the tent, and so we really have to be careful. And it, even if there are some enforcement issues, this is a statement that needs to be sent to Washington D.C. That the states uh, also have a government, and yes. we believe that this is wrong. And you need to listen to us. And if you're going to operate an internet service provider within the state of Minnesota, the state of Minnesota has the ability to set in statute uh, what we have deemed reasonable expectations of of privacy in individuals owning their own data and having that not allowed uh, to be put up for sale. Correct. And um, I, you put it put it like this: um, if the internet service provider can sell that information, they now know who your medical provider is, who you go to search for insurance now. I mean, not, just hold on. I mean, because they can tell that I'm logging on. They could sell that I'm logging on to uh, Alina. I'm, a, I'm an Alina patient in Cottage Grove. That's where my doctor is. And if I log on to see my chart, 
um, Comcast would now be able to say, here's everything he searched for. Here's who he logged on. That doesn't necessarily mean they'd be able to get to the data inside, but it does give you a, a pathway. And that this is the this is the the problem with well if we know he's going to Alina well then I then we can start to pick away at the internet security issues. Um, Alina is not going to sell my information because it's private medical data, and Alina is not even going to tell you that I log onto their website. That's my hope. And uh, but now my internet service provider, whether through my phone or through home would have that information, that information would be available to the highest bidder. Well, I think it's interesting, you know, what people fully understand about how some of this data and metadata uh, systems actually work. I mean, go to Google, type into Google uh, that you want to go to Jamaica, and for the next three weeks, you're going to have ads in Facebook and all over the Internet uh, for CheapCaribbean.com and, and Sandals Resorts and other stuff. If you think they're not already using the metadata from what you're doing online to try to sell crap to you. Oh, absolutely. To, try to market to you. That is your information that you've put out there that they are using to target you. So if I search for something on Amazon or that stuff will start to show up in Facebook ads on yes, my profile, absolutely. my Instagram account, uh, I'm not so sure I've seen it on my Twitter uh, connected yet, but maybe it is. And that's 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 interesting. So I uh, it's just about we, we're seeing that and this, I think, just put us over the top on what we believe we should be doing. We have to be careful. And that is just where we're at. We need to be better. We need to do a better job of standing with citizens in their privacy. We'll be right back with Capital Roundup, Twin Cities News Talk, AM eleven thirty, FM one hundred three point five. Stay with us. Welcome back to Capital Roundup. This is Senator Dan Schoen and. The always happy, giving representative Nick Sirwas. Money, money. <laughs> Give some money. See, I you got any cash with you today? I might need a couple bucks. Oh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. See, she come in insulting my clothes. State Senator Dan Schoen with his hand out. To you. Well. I think yeah. you still owe me 20 bucks, but. Probably. <laughs> it was a late night. I don't remember it. Uh, so what'd you guys do on real ID? Did you finally get your work done? You know, that's, uh, that is a great example of people coming together, finding that compromise and that piece to a piece that will actually get a great amount of support. I think it, uh, passed off the Senate floor last night, 60 to seven. Uh, I, I want to give my friend, Senator Eric Pratt. Uh, a lot of credit. He he uh, he worked hard on this bill, and 
Uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I had a little setback uh, a couple weeks ago, and last night came together. Uh, they had a couple folks uh, offer amendments. Uh, to make this an absolutely neutral bill with no discussion on the uh, rulemaking stuff around um, the license, uh, that that would be the the contentious point around the rulemaking was the House says we're going to make sure that there's no uh, language around undocumented folks uh, getting licenses, and the Senate is saying we're just not going to talk about it. We're leave it the same. That, leave it on in the conference. That's committee. not contentious. It's current. Law. It's keeping stuff the status Would quo. you actually, in your bill, make it very explicit and name it directly? Yes. And the Senate's saying that we don't need to put that particular piece into law. It, it, that is a rulemaking function. That's what happened last night, 60 to 7, off to conference committee. We'll see if the House can come together and... Start meeting folks in the middle on this issue. Let's see if the conference committee can pass a bill out of there that can actually pass the House and Senate. That's that's the number one issue at this point. And if Democrats will put giving driver's license to illegal aliens ahead of Minnesotans being able to get on a plane, is you know that this a vote? this is, is pretty. That a vote this is pretty amazing to, take, Dan? to Dan? hear you say is this. How many? Republicans are voting against this bill. Is that a vote you're willing to take? Republicans are voting against this bill. Dan, I just... I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see how the bill comes back from conference committee. Well, you voted against it before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So before, you said you would rather stop Minnesotans from being able to get on a plane and have that die on the altar of giving driver's license to illegals. You know that's uh, that's an interesting uh, way to put it. That saying that in that context is what got Senator Ingebrigtsen after writing an apology letter to folks after he said that statement uh, in their local papers because that's not what was said. Uh, we said that you didn't listen to us, you didn't work with us. Uh, we're going to have to work together because there's folks on both sides of this issue that were very troubled. Well, that's the only change, right? That is the only change in the bill at this point. And you voted for it. Oh, yeah. So you voted against it. They took out the only piece that had to do with driver's license for illegal aliens. They took That's out the, no, the, the rulemaking issue. That's the only change. Because the, the Department of Public Safety actually does need rulemaking issue, a rulemaking uh, authority in many areas, and their contention is that they don't have it. And so we do have some difficulty saying this is an actually broader issue within DPS. 
Well, and I everybody's hope, you are making it political and you're handcuffing I hope our, Democrats, our Department of Public Safety to do their job. I hope Democrats don't sacrifice Minnesotans ability to get on a plane. I, I really hope re- House Just Republicans don't sacrifice day. Minnesotans ability for their lack of willingness to compromise. That's and as all Republicans are saying is we want to preserve the status quo around driver's license for illegal immigrants. And you aren't willing to accept that. Well, you know, that's and, not exact. Uh, you don't know that. And you're using whether or not people can travel freely as a bargaining chip. Oh, Nicholas. Oh. You and your stories. I tell you they what, just Dan, continue. That is, that's some high-stakes poker you're playing. Well, you know, if House Republicans don't want to compromise, you know, we do have 67 senators from varying districts, and that some that is their issue. And others, their issue is data privacy. Others just aren't understanding, aren't sure, and are becoming more uncomfortable with the concept of what the federal government is making us do. You... You are politically the House GOP has made this an anti-immigrant issue. No, it's and, a oh preserve, no, 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 no. That's exactly what you're saying. Law, w- w- which is anti-immigrant. No, it's not. Well, clearly it is. That's your number one statement. It's all your focus. On, you couldn't law. even care about real ID, but it's an opportunity to say, "Hey, we don't want immigrants." I did not say that. Oh, I didn't say what you said. I said. <laughs> so I mean, I guess that works out great, doesn't it? I My goodness. We need to preserve. Current law. Fancy talk from a fancy talker. Oh, jeez Louise. No, I'm Dan. All right. Where'd you come in on reinsurance? Lawmakers finalize a bill to stabilize the health insurance market. Will Mark Dayton veto it? David Montgomery from the Pioneer Press writes, Minnesota lawmakers have adopted a plan to try to stabilize the state's individual health insurance market. But it's uncertain whether Governor Mark Dayton will sign it. The measure, called a reinsurance, would spend $542 million in state money over two years to try to lower premiums in the individual market. That covers roughly 4% of Minnesotans who have neither employer-sponsored insurance nor a government health plan since Democrats forced everyone onto Medicaid. Government run health plans such as Medicare or medical assistance. Dan, did you vote for it or vote against Oh, I voted against this corporate welfare handout. <laughs> Dan, we are Taxpayer trying... money. Let me... Oh, this is the good one. So I said this on the floor the other night, and people oh. knew oh, exactly gosh. what was coming. Oh, because gosh. I want to I ask you, Nick, if Democrats were in charge and we took nearly or took over half a billion of taxpayer money and just handed it over to insurance companies without any assurance that there would be a premium drop or uh, any assurances that we would save money, what would be the talking point from the GOP? Dan, you and I were both there when Democrats were in control of all of the state government. That wasn't the question. And gave half a billion dollars to build a failed website to bring us into Mincher to destroy our individual insurance market. You, you, this is you, all you keep your this 
fault. You keep this talking point up. So I'm going to tell you what Republicans this would say. This is all your fault. You would say it's just Democrats throwing more money at a problem without any promise. Guess what? This one's on you. This one's on Republicans because you know what the issue is going to be in two years again? Health care. Because you promised to fix it, and we've got nearly a billion dollars in taxpayer money going out the door without any insurance assurances. Dan, I'm insurance find, companies. I'm find the audio from the floor of the house of you standing up and promising Minnesotans that our that we would be able to keep our doctor, keep our health plan, keep our insurer. We would save. $2,500 a year in premiums. Dan, things you promised that were all lies. You, you, they were uh, all you, lies, I don't, Dan. I don't, uh, I don't think so. I don't Those think were all lies. Lies. Is that, what, so this is going to work? Nick, is this going to work? Is this going to work? Is this going to work? Governor Mark Dayton's Is home. this going to work? Are you promising? Are you you saying that I promised it? Are you promising? Because you're putting half a billion, over half a billion in taxpayer money. In the back of a minivan, out in front of the Capitol, and waving goodbye, without any protection. So they took it in 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 boxes, right? Threw it in the back of that minivan. We had armed security guards guarding this thing up until you said, "Just let it go. It's all good. Everything's going to be fine." Bye bye. Governor Dayton's own Minnesota Management and Budget Office said that the reinsurance plan. Is expected to lower health insurance premiums by 17 to 18 percent or more. And we need reinsurance. We've done it before. This is nothing new. But the issue is, is Republicans have said we're going to use taxpayer money instead of letting uh, uh, asking the insurance companies to participate in the way that they have had before. And we had an, another market set this up for a, that. This is a two-year emergency plan. And you could because, do it now. Because all the insurance companies are pulling out. Even... Commissioner Rothman. Because uh, they know us. They got us over a barrel because the, no. you guys will do anything they want you to. No, they're pulling out because you destroyed the Give market. me a break. You destroyed A federal program that we had to instill in Minnesota because of inaction I, by Republicans. I didn't vote for it. Oh, no, I know. I you were good with you, you were good with Minnesotans getting the highest premiums in the country instead of the lowest premiums in the country under that plan. Minnesotans still had the lowest premiums in the country, but we're still having this old argument, But and people are tired of that, I can tell you that. Oh, man. You're gonna, you and Glenn Grunhagen can talk about some Titanic. You know, you, you come up with some new funny story, then he repeats it, and then, uh, you know, you do some other uh, uh, horrible things in committee and, you oh, know, whatever gosh. you're going to do. Leave so, the poor behind. Here's the deal. You left, watch their money drive away to some big office in Minneapolis, I'm sure. This is a two-year Money emergency. from greater Minnesotans and brought it right into the city. This is a two-year plan. Terrible plan. an emergency plan. Veto. To try to stabilize Get rid of it. the individual insurance market. The governor will sign it. Well, that's his business. He's the governor, the but governor I hope he doesn't. will sign it. It's this, horrible. This will stabilize the individual market. Ugh. Well, we shouldn't be handing it's out taxpayer money. It's a bad situation. Corporate welfare. Democrats put us in. You won't even you won't even help it decrease class size, but you're more than happy to give oh, corporate welfare away. You destroyed the individual insurance market. Uh, BEU <laughs> destroyed it by inaction. Oh, I'm just trying to get the last word for once, and you, you and your rhetoric, and I, I, I failed because I was looking away. <laughs> You're listening to Capital Roundup on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, 103.5 FM.
No, no, you're, I'm pretty sure you're not. Which, well, you carry on with that because that's going to lead us into another whole wormhole on this issue. So that that's kind of as the week wraps up, we're digging into that. And then, oh, my God. Was this yesterday? General Flynn then yeah. announces or his lawyer announces that he is now has a story to tell and is ready to be interviewed by the House and Senate Intelligence Committees and the FBI if he receives immunity. That's a big deal. That's I mean I that that is So Dan around the world they're going what is happening? Dan Question for you. What is happening? Well, I will just say this. When uh, when I was working uh, narcotics and violent crime and we'd get somebody in who would want to talk about uh, an individual or somebody, they, they knew they might be in a little bit of trouble. And if they helped out, they would not be in trouble. And they would always ask basically for immunity. And so I mean, this, this doesn't mean that's the case. This isn't always the case. I mean, look. No, at, it, it's not. But look at when uh, we don't know what he's going to say. Just in recent federal investigations, uh, having to do with Secretary Hillary Clinton and the email server, the company that set up the Make private those. server, the um, the people that were receiving some of the classified emails, they all requested. And received immunity. I don't. Many of those emails were reclassified after the fact, and they I were don't classified recall to Dan Schoen saying that they were requesting immunity because they had committed federal crimes. I don't remember you saying that. At the time. Well, first off, that whole story was a, a little ridiculous in but comparison. They, but they but also did immunity to participate in the investigation and received it. So, Which because the, the committee was changing the goalposts, they were going back. Even Colin Powell said, well, I would have been in trouble over this issue because he had a private server too. And there was documents that were later, later they came back and said, oh, this is classified. But they weren't classified at the time. The totally is, different ball game. The point is, when your guy is now under investigation for co- uh, uh, conversing and working with Russian intelligence folks to hijack the american democracy okay that's oh. not an email server I'm, pal hyperbole much oh hyperbole. you're the king of it i guess so i mean i'm just trying to keep up but that's not hyperbole so clearly there's many examples where immunity is given out as a part of an investigatory process that does not mean and hypothetically if you're afraid you're going to get charged with treason you might want it Treason. I don't know. I mean, it could be. I didn't say for sure. Jeez Louise. Just talking like you now. Jeez Louise. Dan's getting crazy over Do Are they still shoot people for that? Uh, I don't think so. No? Okay. Probably not. Well, it's, so, uh, it, so is, is it is is interesting regardless. This is a big development. Where and does this end up? It dude? doesn't look like uh, uh, Flynn's attorney, uh, by statements, is a big Trump fan. And uh, this this ends up with... I think they got to give him the immunity, uh, or this is one of those things where uh, he's fallen on a sword, saying, "Without the immunity, I'm not going to come testify," and then they just won't testify. But I, I, 
My my guess is at this point there's so much controversy around that, and I'm thinking if you're congressional Republicans at this point, you're looking for a way to get rid of Trump and move on to the next person who might work with you uh, in succession, however that works out. Well, and so they're going to be like, yeah, come on in, let's just get this over with. It's it's wild to think how this is shaping up, and what's also interesting is there was a joint press conference between the Republican chair and the Democrat lead senator for the Senate Intelligence Committee. It's time to it's time they, to work together on this. Where year. they said basically the message was the Senate's going to be the adults in the room and we're going to have a true in-depth investigation and get to the bottom of this. Um, basically just sidestepping What's become a little bit of a circus well, in the House of Representatives. And, and that's good. And whether it's political or otherwise, I mean, it's time to uh, regain some respect for Washington, D.C. Uh, would be nice to start turning that corner. And let's face it. I mean, Trump's been a game changer for the midterms here for 2018 for a lot of folks already thinking about it. And there are Republicans on the ticket who probably should have been safe as far as U.S. Senate seats. And might be thinking we could be in a little bit of trouble here over this issue. Can but can Trump so, go to greater rural America and repeat that Trump magic? I don't know. I mean, the issue is that with this much controversy, when you're talking about that much corruption and that much, there's no that, corruption. That's what, well, there's if you don't lot, investigate it, there's a lot of smoke. I have not seen a single flame. You know, wow. And I don't think it's steam from an overheated radiator here, pal. So, you know, in order to get smoke, you have to have some sort of heating element, whether that's fire, electricity, that gets it hot enough to make it smolder. It could be dry ice. And I don't know. Again, it's a disaster. It's, uh, it is something that I think... We very eagerly every week get to play Patsy Cline and say, I'm so glad I'm in St. Paul. Well, I think we can agree regardless. Uh, we we got to do better for our country. And, and we are. Jason Lewis just this week passed his first bill out of committee. Uh, it went out of the House Transportation Committee to rein in the Met Council, a bipartisan bill. That Amazing. And then he voted against 100 plus thousands of his constituents and half a billion dollars a year in funding for health care for those constituents. I'm so excited. Jason Lewis, Jason Lewis watch out. I'm so excited to have him in Congress. Dan, I can see you licking your lips, looking towards that seat. Not yet, my friend. 2018. Not yet. You're listening to Senator Dad Show. I'm Representative Nick Zerwas. Thank you for tuning in to Capitol Roundup. Have a great Saturday. Twin News Talk. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.